Hi. Thanks for coming. Hey, girl. Thanks for coming. Well, hello, Scotland, and thanks for coming. I'm Seth. What's yours? Hi, Seth. It's Jamal. Hi, it's Stoney. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to another fun week at Thanks for Coming, the most magically gay podcast there ever was. We are, of course, back, back again, and this time with a very special episode. We have the finale of the UK season two and a special guest. Why don't you introduce yourself, Sophie? (laughs) Hiya, I'm Sophie. Um, I'm from the UK. I'm sure that you can probably guess by my a little bit crazy accent. <laughs> um, Long time listener of the podcast, so I feel really just excited to be invited on. So thank you so much. Of course. Of course. Yes. We love having the Brits on the show. I, I just have to ask, are you located in any uh, city that one of the UK season two drag queens are from? Uh, or so close to one? <laughs> I have a couple of connections. So I'm... Okay. Um, I live near Brighton, where Joe Black's from. Okay. And um, but originally, I'm from a town called Sunderland, which is about twenty minutes ish from where Cherry Valentine's from in Darlington. Oh, okay. I know. I was. I feel like in your accent, I was feel like I was hearing like one of the queens. So I was like, <laughs> I can't figure out which one. <laughs> I really am curious. Just around there somewhere. <laughs> Have you seen either of them perform live or any of the UK season two queens? I haven't, no. Um, I've been sort of, uh, I might have seen, actually, no, I've seen Joe Black at Brighton Pride when he was there uh, with Ginny Lemon as well. Oh, we didn't, nice. re- didn't realise it was obviously Ginny Lemon at the time. And um, it was like, I think it was about halfway through season two and I text my sister and I was like, We've got a picture of Ginny Lemon. I'm <laughs> great and proud. Um, so, yeah, whenever, obviously, it's with um, COVID and stuff, the last couple of years, Brighton Pride hasn't been on, but the sort of five ish years I've lived here, like we've gone every single time and it's just the most fun. It's just amazing. Uh, I miss going to Prides and seeing Queens live. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I remember we went to like Indie Pride, like when Trixie had first just been on season seven. And I remember seeing her, but it was like, it wasn't a big deal because it was like not the Trixie we know today. Right. <laughs> so it's <was> like, oh. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I don't, I was pretty excited to see Trixie, but yeah, she has come a long way since then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. At the time, she was just like on a car going through like the Pride Parade. And we're like, oh my God, Trixie, hi. And then that was pretty much it. <laughs> yes we're so jealous of you though too because you got you can actually like get a chance to go see all the uk queens even from season one and we're just like we want them all to come here (laughs) but of course (laughs) you know that can't happen right now so i'm just like as soon as like those uk queens can like come over and start touring in america like i'm gonna be at every single show it's just gonna be insane isn't it like when everything's lifted and we can all go to shows and stuff again like it's not gonna be enough alcohol in the world oh (laughs) no absolutely not (laughs) gays haven't been in the club for years now like you're gonna need to stock up (laughs) that is so funny you know of course we're here to discuss the finale of season two of drag race uk and i have to say that i'm fattered (laughs) battered yeah i'm fat and shattered that this season is over (laughs) that line took me out (laughs) yes it was so funny like i don't know i mean we just have been talking all sorts of good things about lawrence this whole season and i just have to say like this was a treat (laughs) it was yeah i don't know it's such like a full circle for me because it's like I was telling Jamal, like we were not fans of Lawrence Cheney, like during the pre, like the preseason. Yeah, and when he says we, he means Jamal and Stony. By the way, so just <laughs> yeah. <to> clarify. <laughs> yeah, Seth was always standing, but I was not. But once I started listening to Lawrence, like on the show, I was like obsessed. So. Lawrence is definitely amazing. <laughs> it's hard to get to know the queens and just those little intro clips mm-hmm. and segments. So it's like I I just wasn't connecting at the time. But of course, Queen Lawrence proved us wrong in the end. 
and I was happy to be proved wrong. <laughs> yes. And if you want to hear how much I loved Lawrence Cheney, feel free to go back to listen to our Meet the Queens episode. <laughs> <laughs> so let's go ahead. Well, actually, before we get into our our, our recap, I just want to say we've discussed this before, and it's really disgusting the way that you all are um, reacting. Not you all, like the people listening, because I think the <laughs> listener, our listeners, yeah, every fucking person listening to this you are awful <laughs> no, <I'm just> <laughs> um no i feel like our, I've, I've been looking through the tweets I, I haven't seen really anything bad from the people that are following us could be the algorithm but <laughs> yeah i don't know i just this is for everybody else that may have stumbled across our podcast and for those of you that do listen and that are doing a good job like i would just definitely encourage you guys to keep spreading positivity and i just think it's really awful like the way that people are treating lauren's for spoiler alert winning <laughs> yeah we have to mind our manners that's a, just a tv show and we don't mind reminding everyone like you know who you are if you know you're not behaving that way then you shouldn't feel any kind of way but yes those of you who are being toxics bad bad toxics <laughs> yes i'm spraying your face at the water bottle <laughs> <laughs> bad kitty yeah bad they just kitty. need to be nice i feel like the fan base has like turned against lawrence like ever since the ellie diamond drama oh <laughs> so, shit. sorry i don't know it's like <laughs> be nice to lawrence <laughs> yeah i don't know i don't get it what what do you think sophie what do you think of all this mess with with lawrence and ellie and the drama i just feel really sorry for lawrence because i feel like he, like their win was tarnished a little bit because i mean i don't know about your timelines but mine was overwhelmingly like team bimini yeah, and yeah. it was like as soon as the announcement obviously happened it was just like this is the worst thing that's ever happened i hate rupaul's drag race um but instead of just being like it's a tv show whatever get over it it mm -hmm. was like lawrence's scum of the earth let's drive them off yeah Twitter or anything anything <laughs> again it was just like it it's a tv show calm <laughs> like, down yes like i saw this great post not like i'm really sorry i can't remember who posted but it was something saying like especially for the queens in the uk like they are all winners like it's not like america where they're the winning like obviously cash tips cash cash prizes anything like that mm -hmm. they're winning a badge and that you know obviously when he eventually can he'll come to america and film um with <laughs> with them um, like the youtube World of series Wonder or whatever it is and things like that yeah but, um, you know, like all of them are getting this absolutely unbelievable exposure and, and things like that. So, you know, even though it, it, Bimini doesn't have the title of RuPaul's Drag Race season two winner, the, the amount of like exposure and stuff they've got from this show mm -hmm. is unbelievable. <laughs> You're absolutely right. And I think that about all of the franchises as well, like the queens are getting all of this exposure and there's always the kind of post drag race glow up you get to see your faves it's nice to be excited about the race to the crown but it's like we have to ground ourselves and remember what we're doing and who we're supporting and why and that these girls all support each other so we should mm. be following suit as viewers and fans yeah and i mean i was definitely team bimini like i i love bimini i wanted her to win so badly but like in reality, like you said, like Bimini is actually already kind of won because like she's so popular with the fan base and like even saw on Twitter where she has more followers on Twitter than the RuPaul's Drag Race UK account. So oh, it's shit. like you're bigger than <laughs> oh the God. damn show. Like <laughs> you don't need that bad show and you don't need right? RuPaul. You're OK. Yeah. <laughs> you're fine. <laughs> I mean, and this goes for every season too. Like if, you know, the queen that you're standing, they don't, they get eliminated earlier than you are hoping. If you think they're robbed, you know what you can do. You can buy their merch. You yes. can tweet them lovely messages a mm -hmm. lot. Um, you can go see them when they're touring, whenever that happens again. And you don't have to send hate to any of the other queens because like, honestly, it's just, um, it's just not appropriate to do like, 
Uh, usually the queen that I want to win Drag Race doesn't win. It so happens <laughs> this season I got my way for a change. So yes. I'm very happy. But in the past, like, I'm not like, oh, go fuck yourself, whatever, <laughs> blah, 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 you know. So. If we caught Seth doing that, we would cancel the podcast and he would have some serious <laughs> explaining to do. Yeah, trust me. I've been reprimanded before about my actions on Twitter and it will I'm sure happen again if it needs to. <laughs> so um so yeah so just try and be a little bit nicer you know these are all people these are all people on a drag show that happened many many months ago that are totally fine with each other now like you saw in untucked it's like oh are we gonna be friends it's like yeah clearly <laughs> <We're>, you know <laughs> so so let's go ahead and get into our actual recap and our honest tea spill of the week uh, honest tea well, hello and welcome back, everyone, to our Honest Tea Spill of the Week. We are, of course, back back again to bring you full coverage of the season two finale of RuPaul's Drag Race UK. We're back. We made it. Oh, my gosh. It's the finale. Who's going to get the crown? I don't know, but I'm on the edge of my seat. Yes, yeah, so we get to see <laughs> Jenny Lemon and Tia Coffee and all of our faves. <laughs> Yes. Uh, well, at the top of the show, no one has gone home. We still have a top four. <laughs> yes. Final four in UK. This is the first, right? Yeah, the first top four. I was wondering um, what your thoughts were, Sophie, about having a top four and not having anybody eliminated last episode. Uh, you know what? I was I was quite pleased there was a top four, <laughs> actually. Um, I, I think... You know, con maybe controversial. I don't think Ahura should have gone home when she did. Um, but yeah, I was I was I was happy that no one went home. It was an absolutely fierce lip sync, and it was very worthy of a a double stay. Definitely, I agree. it would be hard. Like it's hard to imagine a finale like a top four without Ellie in it. Yeah, I think so too. We were definitely rooting for a horror in the end too. So it was definitely tough. Um, I feel, I feel you, Sophie. <laughs> yeah, it was kind of a weird timeline with a horror because it was like the beginning of the season. There were these assault allegations mm. around her. So it kind of like tarnished my like impression of her, like a bad first impression, I guess you would say. Mm -hmm. But then throughout the show, like you kind of learn more about a horror and I'm not excusing those actions that she did if that is what happened. But, um, you know, we did become, you know, come to like her a lot more. She became a lot more relatable in the show. And so, um, yeah, it was sad to see her go. Honestly, I thought Taste would go before Ahura, but mm -hmm. just because she had lip sync three times, no mm -hmm. other reason than that. Right. Um, and, and Ahura had lip sync twice, I think. Yeah, and she just come off the back of a, a really strong win as well. So I was like, well, right. yeah. why did she go yeah <laughs> that was real confusing but whatever is not my show yeah. they've got it all planned out haven't they they're like this is how it's gonna be so tough <laughs> right exactly <laughs> absolutely um well after the elimination the girls are very excited for a top four and lauren says that she is happy for ellie to be in the top four let's you, you want me to repeat that everybody Lawrence is happy for Ellie. I don't believe you. When did he say that? <laughs> oh, geez. Maybe I'll put the sound clip in here if I'm feeling... Uh, feeling like some like, extra credit. Yeah. <laughs> no, I thought but, this was a good yeah. moment because it just highlights again that we're all humans. And, you know, Ellie and Lawrence worked through that issue and in the end they do care about each other as people so it's nice you want to go against the best and I think all four of them are there for a reason and it's nice to kind of see the queens just kind of embrace each other that way definitely uh but it was you know I in all honesty it was such a touching moment between Ellie and Lawrence because you know Ellie was saying how Lawrence inspired Ellie to start doing drag and you can tell that they've been close like even before the show like you know, Lawrence said like, oh, we've shared a bed. We've done all these shows together, blah, 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 blah. So, you know, to have Ellie feeling like the underdog all season and then to have like, you know, the person that inspired her to start this, tell her like, you you know, she's happy that you're there. It's like really validating for Ellie, I'm sure. Full circle moment. Mm. <laughs> um, so the next day, the United King Dolls plus Ellie uh, <laughs> enter the workroom <laughs> to give you a UK hun reprise. 
I love this. This is such a cute moment. Like that song exploded. So, I mean, I appreciated their little intro. I love when they do that too. It's just so fun for us and the viewers. <laughs> it's permanently on my playlist. Like literally like probably once a day I listen to it. I wake yes. up with it in my head. I can't, it's just there now. It's, it is what it is. <laughs> it is. I have it downloaded on every device. I definitely blast it in the car. <laughs> Yes, definitely. I feel, I feel so bad for the season three queens because they have to like live up to the expectations of frock destroyers and UK high. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> so oh I'm like, gosh. can they do it? I don't know. I'm scared for them. <laughs> They're like, we're just canceling the music challenge now with Kate. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah, I watched a fun video on YouTube actually of uh, Taste and Ahura doing a gig together and they like did like a little impromptu performance of UK Hun and it was just like so cute. Oh, <laughs> uh, I need to look that up. <laughs> Yeah, it was posted like three days ago. So I guess maybe it was like a wrap. Maybe it was for the, for the finale or something like that. I don't know. But go check it out. Uh, so for the finale, the girls will have to write a verse to RuPaul's song, A Little Bit of Love, which they will learn very challenging choreography for. And then they will have a light lunch with RuPaul <laughs> and Michelle Visage. Uh, I love the light lunch. It's like um, if I could survive on Tic Tacs, I would be sizes, sizes smaller. <laughs> Maybe that should be the next diet I try. Yeah, I would just eat Tic Tacs. <laughs> Sounds amazing. Yeah. Well, I mean, when you design them in the in the um, Union Jack flag there, you just kind of don't want to um, mess it up, you know, like so then you don't eat the Tic Tacs even. <laughs> It felt nice to see that make a comeback. I feel like we haven't seen that, like that light lunch for a really long time. It felt like this is old school drag race. It's like slipping into a warm bath of nicely arranged Tic Tacs. Yes. (laughs) Yes. I I don't know if this is why, but I know the Tic Tac lunch has been controversial in the past. You know, people think that it is like them promoting like um, eating disorders and things Mm -hmm. like that. Um, so maybe that could be why it hasn't been in a season re- uh, recently. Maybe. It's yeah, like, ah, maybe. it's the UK, we don't care. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, also, like, you can, I mean, they're not promoting eating disorders. It's just, like, a little funny thing, you know? Yeah. I don't know. It's just the internet being the internet yeah. <laughs> and reading yeah. into everything. <laughs> Twitter's got a tweet. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) So then the girls, they get to working on their verses and quickly Ellie tries to write her bitch track first. (laughs) Oh, shit. I don't think she means any harm. This is like, you know, like when you're creative, um, you kind of default to one kind of way you approach a project. And I think this is just Ellie's go-to. It's all in good fun, playful, but she's like, "Uh uh-oh, my time to shine. Let me bring these hoes down a notch. <laughs> but I'm glad that was not the case. Like we're thinking about the message of the song and it was really nice of the Queens to help her that way and make sure she was embodying the spirit of the song because they didn't have to do that. No, they yeah. could have flung her under the bus, couldn't they? <laughs> oh, totally. Oh, totally. <laughs> Oh my gosh. I, yeah, I, I just thought it was funny. Like it honestly didn't seem like that bitchy to me, but I just like thought it was funny. Cause it's like, Oh, like you're calling us shit in this like song about everything, you know, being like love or all this stuff. So I know it wasn't to me like a really big deal, but you know, everyone's sensitive right now. So maybe it's just hashtag too soon. For Lawrence. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh gosh. There's like some PTSD in there. <laughs> yes. There you go. So let's go ahead and talk about each queen's luncheon with RuPaul with unlimited Tic Tacs buffet. Tace, let's talk about her first. What did you think of her Tic Tac luncheon? I like getting to know more of Tace because I feel like a lot of viewers just kind of see her as a look queen. And she, I mean, she can perform her ass off, but I think they still put her in that look queen box, very much like a Naomi Smalls. So... I just always love getting to learn more about her. It's wild to hear that their dad was in Wham. Oh my gosh. Like, how do you just leave that out? Just casually dropping that in there. 
how did they not talk anymore about yeah. I'd have been like right I need all of the details who was he what right? did he do how much did he know George Michael <laughs> right exactly <laughs> especially talking to RuPaul like right. the music encyclopedia like come on there has to be some unseen footage they're going to share later yeah you know RuPaul's yeah. like so taste can you like connect me with your dad like, like <laughs> talk to him, maybe get an autograph or something <laughs> That was too funny. Yeah, that was a fun little Tic Tac lunch. Uh, next, we have Ellie Diamond. Ellie, I like, um, I feel like I'm talking a lot. Does anyone else want to talk about Ellie? Yeah, I no. mean, I'm... <laughs> stop talking all the time. Jeez. No. Um... I would prefer it if you just kept talking, to be honest. <laughs> okay. I'm resting my vocals. <laughs> <laughs> well, we all know that Ellie has been through a tough time. Like Ellie is an example of anyone across the globe, no matter where you're from, what you look like, who you are, like life happens to all of us. And just to see someone so young push through that. I, I wish at 21, I had enough energy to kind of fight through those demons and keep me rolling at that age. So it's just amazing to see her having this Tic Tac lunch on RuPaul's Drag Race UK season two. And just being as talented as she is. Yeah, I also felt really old, too, when she said that she was a kid <laughs> in her first season. She watched was season six with Adore Delano. Shout out to Adore. <laughs> it was like, oh, I was like post-college when Drag Race started. <laughs> so I guess I'm just like this old man now. <laughs> Your birthday is the day this comes out. So <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Happy, uh, birthday, happy birthday, you're old. <laughs> thanks <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh that's too funny uh yeah with ellie we, i mean we we learned about the ellie diamond eight count so i thought that was cute <laughs> um that as well he was like i've seen that before so it's nothing new <laughs> like, um, yeah passed down passed down i still keep like i do still like keep forgetting ellie is only 21 like yeah the more I say, i'm just like what like Right. The, just the amount of, like you say, like resilience and bravery to come through all she's come through and be like, I don't care what you say, I'm, I'm, I'm here. And mm-hmm. I think that maybe that's why, again, like there's been a lot when people have said, like, I'm, um, I'm bored of us saying, like, oh, I'm the underdog and you just don't respect us. Like, you can see why she would say that because she's had that seemingly all her life. Right. So, yeah, she's, she's, yeah, she's dead <laughs> strong, isn't she? <laughs> I have yeah. a soft spot for Ellie. I yeah. was very impressed by her drag all season. Definitely. But also, um, the other interesting thing that happened is that RuPaul and Michelle reassure her about her decision with the running order in the cha- uh, comedy challenge. And they're like, no, you're just, you know, this is a game. They'll be your friends later. Like, you know, so that's kind of where, um, you know, we kind of like get sort of like, I guess, closure, I mm. think. I don't necessarily think it's like closure, but it's it's good reassurance for Ellie because you can only walk on eggshells regardless of what kind of relationship you have for so long. You eventually have to be a little selfish and that's okay to um, do for you before you can do for others. And that's just, unfortunately, it's part of the competition and feelings do get hurt, but having the ability to get past that is the bigger reward. And I think Rue and Michelle are absolutely right. It's like, hey, you're just playing the game. And I mean, if Rue and Michelle hadn't made the moves they did, they wouldn't have the show. Yeah. I mean, it kind of goes back anyway to what we've already talked about. But like the biggest problem with that wasn't the decision Ellie made. It was like the own it part, like Lisa Rinna style. (laughs) Like she just needs to own it. You know what I mean? (laughs) So... It's like, okay, so now that you have the blessing from Rue, you can just be a total bitch now in the in the workroom. <laughs> well, she used the line later, and I think later in the episode, but um, you know, the queens will see that for themselves. And I'm just glad everyone's on the same page at the end of this. Definitely. <laughs> so um yeah, I don't know. I, I guess because I mean, you can tell that with Ellie, it is a little bit of a struggle for her. She's still young. So she's ch- still trying to find her place in the world. But like even in her speech to her younger self, she's like, you know, uh, treat your friends well or something like to that effect, you know, in her speech. So you can tell it kind of is like a struggle internally she's having. Yeah, absolutely. I think that maybe after the show, Ellie is definitely going to learn a lot about delivery, being able to do the things like she did with the lineup and own it, but, you know, deliver it properly. 
definitely she'll get there she's still young and you know she's got time <laughs> i was a mess when i was 21 so i'm just gonna give her a break <laughs> Yeah. You worry so much about like what people think of you and how you sort of presenting yourself to the world. And yes, you're more, well, I was when I was, I probably still am a bit now, to be fair. Like, I, I really want people to like us. And, and if I do this, like, I hope it doesn't affect how this person feels about us. So, you know, you can totally see where she's coming from. I, I oh, really yeah. did feel for her at that point. It was like she kind of do right for doing wrong, really. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, I know I was like a different person when I was 21 as well. I was very much like second guessing myself always. So it makes sense. It tracks, you know, she'll, you know, mature and she'll just be like, be the bad bitch she's intended to be. Yes. <laughs> you know, it's coming. Oh, yes. Uh, so next we have Lawrence Cheney. What did you think of this little luncheon? Can I just say, I would like to give a round of applause to Lawrence's hair. <laughs> <laughs> One, I wish my hair were that thick to look like a damn broomstick and and a ponytail. (laughs) But just to hear about their past and what they've overcome, we all relate on this show because we've been queens of a certain size back when we were younger and kids can be evil little bastards. So, (laughs) you know, just learning about Lawrence, it, it just makes so much sense. It's like the comedy could be used as a defense, as a shield, and then it becomes a superpower. And I'm just happy to see that fully realized in Lawrence in this moment. Yeah. And it's just, I don't know. Lawrence to me is just the most like genuine person, like not saying all of them are fake, but like <laughs> just <laughs> all suck except for Lawrence. Are you sure it is airy season? So <laughs> it sounds kind of like you're trying to throw the other girls under the bus in this bitch. Okay. Track, girl. Do not set me up, girl. I'm trying to say that I love Lawrence. That was Stony talking that was hating. Okay. <laughs> I just love Lawrence's story and Lawrence, like she's just herself and it's just like so refreshing. So I just love everything about her. So just hearing about like what she had to go through and how that has kind of like made her into the comedy queen that she is. And she doesn't take herself too seriously. Like it's definitely just refreshing to see her on her screens. It's very unfiltered, isn't it? Like it's yes. just like, this is it. I'm, I'm what you like, what you say is what you get. And if you mm-hmm. don't like it, you can, lump it <laughs> yes oh my gosh lump it okay I'm, where's my writing that down <laughs> i don't, i loved lawrence I'll, I'll save the more heartwarming uh words i have for lawrence till later in the uh in the recap in the competition you fully um, like have permission to stand like you can stand this episode seth it's okay i will it's it's i just want to save it for later <laughs> All right. <laughs> Trust me, I will. Um, but I thought that the luncheon was very passionate. Lawrence did a really good job of expressing herself this in the Tic Tac luncheon and later on. Mm-hmm. Um, and I also really liked how much pride that Lawrence really truly has for Scotland and um, and you know never wanting to go leave mm-hmm. from Glasgow and Glasgow. Mm-hmm. However, <laughs> say it. Glasgow. 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 There you go. <laughs> Sorry, but yeah, I thought I I think that's really admirable, you know, because I feel like a lot of times the queens they want to move to like some big city where they'll be famous and a star and and all that sort of stuff and and um and Lawrence doesn't want that. I mean, Lawrence is a star. Mm-hmm. My my uh, Cheryl Hole moment. I am a star. <laughs> <laughs> but um, but yes, let's move on to finally Bimini Bamboulash. What did you think of this little lunch? Bimini is just such a character. I I just want to know more about them as an, I I just want to sit and have like wine or a beer, maybe a joint with them and just see where the conversation goes. Like all the Queens really. Cause I feel like this is someone who's lived growing into my queerness from like the time I came out when I was 18 to like now I, I don't see myself in Bimini, but I see the progression that she's kind of spoke about as a queen and coming up as a person, she went to school for journalism and was like, Hey, I'm not doing that. That's cute. But I'm going to be over here with my wigs and upside down splits and 12 inch killer heels. And, and that's okay. Like this is what happens when you set your mind to a passion that you have and you just really go for it. And she's being rewarded for it. Yeah. I liked hearing Bimini's story, like finding out that he was in journalism school. Like I would not have even thought that to be honest. And, 
it was kind of um like Vivian's story last season where a lot of like drug use and things like that kind of derailed them for a while. But I don't know, Bimini, just everything about Bimini, I just like love. So it's just amazing to hear that like story and know that, you know, that they're doing all this like meditation and stuff just to kind of get their mind right and that they're focusing on their drag to be creative and all that stuff. So I don't know. I just love Bimini. And when she, they were talking about their friend passing away and stuff as well, and like feel like yeah. just hate, like sort of taking it as a really like this is a sign I'm mm, coming back yeah. to Drag Race on this day of all days. This is my push mm-hmm. to, to sort of really elevate things, and and I'm gonna sort of take this and and run with it. It just I totally agree with you. Like I really think. I'd just love to sit down with them and just have yeah. a conversation and just be like, I just want to hear everything about yes. your life and what you've done. <laughs> we need a tell-all book here. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> Come on, Bimini. And I just, I want another season where I can see just Bimini walking around with a giant pimp jacket because it's just yeah. so fun. <laughs> she I she need needs it. her own show, like on Wow Presents <laughs> Plus or something. Yeah. I need it. <laughs> All right, so now the girls go to the main stage to learn the choreography. Most of the queens don't have too much of an issue. However, you know, we've talked about Lawrence not being a dancer before. And this is another really cute moment. Lawrence is, you know, really doubting like, oh, I don't know what Lawrence Cheney would do on the, you know, for this verse. And, And Ellie's like, yes, you do. You know, like right off of the side of the stage, you know, do this. And, you know, she would do this. And then like from there, it's just like clicks. And then Lawrence is like, back in the game it's really a mind fuck if you're not used to being on stage um no matter what kind of performance you're doing or what kind of presentation you're giving like that's a lot to work through and being lawrence on the stage as lawrence cheney is very different than coming to a rehearsal before you know lawrence is presented on the stage and i have a huge character flaw that way like i just don't even want to try unless i'm doing it privately like i don't want you to see me not perfect and that really like just causes an avalanche mentally so it was nice to see the girls lift her up and kind of give her a tool really for future gigs and um you know opportunities what would lawrence do on the stage do that yeah it's like it's almost like it's hard to do it when you don't have like the the drag body armor on you know what i mean yes. like it's almost like i need that mm. in order to like really feel my jantasy because <laughs> <laughs> she said that right at the beginning didn't she i think it was like the first episode when they were all taking the drag off after the um the first challenge and she was like i just feel really uncomfortable taking yeah. it off because i feel like you're like you're all gonna laugh or i just don't feel comfortable being myself and i was um I don't know if you've seen on um, the YouTube channel, they upload a video of um, their look each week. It's great. It's so good um, where they do like a get ready with me, like explain um, the thought behind the look and give like a little bit of background into the episode that week. And she was saying, um, you know, I've, I've sort of got to a point where I'm, because of their encouragement, I'm not looking at Lawrence Cheney as just the comedy queen. I'm, I'm Lawrence Cheney the drag race winner and I'm all of these different things. And I was like, yes, Lawrence, yes. <laughs> yes don't, don't hold yourself back anymore because you're amazing. <laughs> like, I, I, you know, I think especially at the beginning when she was sort of sharing those experiences from school, I saw a lot of myself in Lawrence, like just having that really low self-confidence and stuff and being like, I, I don't want anyone to see <laughs> like oh, yeah. the, real, the real me and stuff. So it was like, you know, I, I, I just... From that point on, I was like, I'm so sold on you, Lawrence. I'm so sold on you. (laughs) There's no denying that genuine Lawrence energy. Mm. Yes. Um, So then it's the next day. It's elimination day. And I think we just need to take a moment here to discuss Ellie's workroom look. Her uh, pants. uh, (laughs) Part of me. Part of me kind of likes the pants, but then the other part of me sees like Stilt Walker in the circus. <laughs> yeah, I didn't. Mm, okay, Ellie, like I'm all for like living your fantasy. Those pants are not it, sis. They just weren't for me. <laughs> I don't know. Like, I mean, and I love obnoxious things. I feel like I liked it. I don't know. <laughs> it was just like this weird, like, 
I don't know. She's just like the giant jolly mother or something, like <laughs> walking through the workroom. <laughs> it worked for me. <laughs> like handy, handing out cupcakes to all the little children. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They did look really comfortable. I feel like because of lockdown, we've all been in these like stretchy pants and that. I'm like, they look great. (laughs) I'd like to wear them. (laughs) You have a solid point because me and jeans and denim in general are not getting along right now. Just look at them and it's like, no, it's like... um, if you're short across to a vampire, it's like absolutely <laughs> not together at all. <laughs> but you know, as somebody who's always tried to have all of my outfits like in place, um, signs I was gay when I was eight, all of my clothes had to be ironed and pressed before I left the house. But now I just don't care. I love playing with patterns and shapes with my clothes. And I do appreciate that about Ellie. It's just very, this is me, get into it. And the girl's giving her shit. It was very cute. But when you look at Ellie, it's like, oh, yeah, it's Ellie Diamond. Definitely. Yeah, I I mean, the part of me that likes this look is just because, like, what you guys were all saying is that they look so comfortable and they would hide (laughs) my gigantic thighs. So I feel like it would give me, like, a more, I would feel more comfortable. Uh, confident in my in my shape because like honestly and I didn't say this in the episode but it was like uh, maybe it's two episodes ago now where Lawrence was in the pink uh, jumpsuit that's like my body shape without padding so like (laughs) I was like so triggered when I saw Lawrence oh no thick thighs save lives (laughs) they do something girl but uh You know, with Ellie's pants, I was like, oh, like, this is something I can feel like more confident, comfortable. And so maybe that's why she's wearing them as well. Hey, it was a look. It might not have been for me, but Ellie pulled it off. So there you go. Yes. (laughs) So uh, then the girls, they kind of talk about how, like, you know, exhausting it was to learn the choreo, but they still have like this full day of like performing. So I'm like. Let's see how this goes. Those like production days. I mean, we've heard from different queens and in interviews and just watching YouTubes and podcasts, but they're like long days. So they have to be just completely wiped out. And then you're putting more cameras in my face. Like where are the cucumbers for these bags under my eyes? Yeah, I don't I don't know how they do all the drag and like have to like go to the bathroom and stuff. Like I always wonder that I'm like these long days and you're in drag like it would be such a pain in the butt to like have to go to the bathroom <laughs> yeah don't just drink your heels, like your feet and heels as well like you know even just I mean I can't really remember at this point it's been that long but just after a night out you get up the next day you've only been you've had <laughs> me feet and heels for what like six hours get up the next day your feet go on the floor and you're like straight back up again that was yep. very painful. <laughs> we're not doing that like to do a full day and dancing and not no I, they are literally superheroes like I take my hat off to them <laughs> for real yes it be me yeah <laughs> Um, so let's go ahead and talk about this performance of A Little Bit of Love. What do we think here? My one note for production. I wish there was like more of an intro to set them up. I feel like we had the little moment when they're in the back of the stage and then they went straight into Bimini's verse. I kind of wanted to see the girls chop it up together on the stage and then break out and go into the verses. It might have been an editing timing thing, but um, for the most part, I actually enjoyed the performance all the girls came through bimini is just all those stunts and tricks like i'm very basic to intermediate yoga when y'all see me talking about yoga i'm not doing any of that shit that bitch is doing and i'm just like in those shoes and that outfit you got to make sure your face looks good like (laughs) sis you are doing the most and i need you to calm down (laughs) (laughs) but um taste just snatched my wig she was not playing I think that was she might have even beat Shea Coulee in my book like Shea Coulee is a choreography queen and taste just demolished that stage nothing bad against the other queens but even the backup dancers against taste it was like this is a superstar yeah I I feel the same way I thought I loved Bimini's obviously but taste to me like really just has high energy and with her being last and going after like Lawrence and Ellie, like the energy just like shot up through the roof, like as soon as um, Taste started doing her number. So I don't know. I thought, in my opinion, Taste won this part of the challenge. 
So I thought she was really good. Definitely. Yeah, they were all pretty good. But yeah, I do agree that taste like really hit all the all the beats very, very well. But also, you know, we got to see the remaining queens, the eliminated queens join at the very end. And it was pretty cute to see. Um, did you notice that Tia had her little RuPaul outfit on? <laughs> this yes. is so good. It's so good. <laughs> yes, I love that. <laughs> There's just something about Tia to me that she can like come out looking or come out with like the most cheap looking like garments on, but it's just like so awesome and fun that I'm just like, yes, I'm here for it. Yes, work H&M. <laughs> <laughs> Not I don't on my know runway. What it was though, but I, like I felt really emotional when they all came out. I don't know if it was just like COVID's really getting to us, but like when they, when they all walked out and they all they all started singing and and things like that together, I was like, oh my god, this is amazing! I feel the same. I feel the same. Like it was such a, like a moment because you have to remember, listeners, like these queens were they stopped in the middle of production and they were sent home. And then they came back after months and months and then Veronica wasn't there. So even just seeing Veronica on the stage, it was like, oh my gosh, they're all together. It was, it was a great moment. And, and you have to laugh too. Be, I don't know if you guys noticed this, but I, I noticed in the Joe and uh, Jenny in the back, just kind of stumbling around back there. <laughs> yeah. Listen, I saw Jenny in her track suit, waving her arms. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yes, it's, I don't know. It just, even though they were like messing it up, it was still funny. It was fun. Like this is one of those moments where I don't even think the top four knew that was going to happen. So just to have your sisters on the stage with you again, like we're all just having fun at this point. Definitely. Well, let's go ahead and take a quick little break here and then we'll come back and get into the runway. So if you need to refill your drinks and your champagne, you can get your your um, streamers ready for the winter. You know, this is the time to do it. Yes. Um, go ahead and stretch for that high kick you have to do at the end and we'll be right back. Support for Thanks for Coming, a RuPaul's Drag Race podcast is brought to you by Manscaped, who is the best in men's below-the-waist grooming and hygiene. Manscaped is taking over the world and is now available in all of Europe, Canada, Australia, and New Zealand. Manscaped is trusted by over 2 million men worldwide. Join the movement for all of your below-the-waist grooming needs. Yes, Manscaped. <laughs> well, I definitely appreciate Manscaped reaching out because I have, you know, tried various trimmers over the years and I was always so scared to get too close. And the trimmer comes with a guard that's really easy to use and that helped me tremendously. Very, very nice product, the Lawnmower 3.0. Yes. And it really is so cool because it comes with like this really cool stand that you can, you know, put on next to your vanity and it doesn't take up much space at all. It keeps the trimmer charged. It uses USB. So if you know you need to travel or something like you can use it with pretty much anything. And another bonus, it has waterproof technology. So if you're like me, I love to shave in the shower. So this is perfect. So now I can start trimming uh, my other areas with this. Ooh, it's <laughs> even got a little flashlight on it for those of you who like to take showers in the dark or with candlelight so you can see exactly what you need to do down there. So if you're listening to me speak right now, I want you to experience it firsthand for yourself. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code TFCPOD at manscaped.com. This product is of course for all men, so even if you have a vagina, then you are still able to use this. This is Manscaped for yes, all men. Yes, for all men. <laughs> yes, get 20% off and free shipping with the code TFCPOD at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com. And use offer code TFCPOD. Your balls and vaginas will thank you. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to our Honesty Spill of the Week. We are, of course, back back again to bring you full coverage of everything that happened on the runway. That's right. Category is wear something nice. <laughs> <laughs> Final four, eleganza, extravaganza. Yeah, that sounds like a made up category. <laughs> We've definitely seen it before, but not from these queens. Like you can like just take like banana eleganza extravaganza like any word and then you put eleganza extravaganza back 
behind it and you've got like a runway category careful we might need to do our next season like just extravaganza eleganza titles for our episodes <laughs> yeah actually it could be kind of fun why don't you some of you listening out there give us some of your runway categories Ooh, Ooh, i like that that would be fun yeah tweet us some of your fun runway categories maybe it's volcano eleganza extravaganza <laughs> Um, Sophie's category would be this face is beat eleganza extravaganza. Yes. <laughs> I've just I mean, done like, honestly... something with me face and I've realized it's a podcast. No one say what I'm doing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she has a beautiful for those of you that are listening, she has a beautiful face on and she has this really gorgeous earring, a rainbow with a little oh, yeah. star. Yeah. Yep. They're so cute. Yeah, <laughs> and her, her eyes earring moment. <laughs> her, her, her eyes are Tina Burner colors, so <laughs> that <laughs> we're Tina Burner theme this week, even though we aren't talking about the U.S. show. <laughs> That's all right. All right, so the girls, let's go ahead and talk about this. Are there any looks that stood out that you are particularly fond of? I actually really liked Ellie's look. Um, I just got fairy tale like princess goddess instantly glenda the good witch of course has a white dress but this is an interpretation of the queens on the runway and i do agree with graham this is ellie in the final this is very much what i would expect to see ellie doing as a final look owning that height making everything super big and dragged up that makeup was gorgeous i loved her hair uh, I just wanted to sit her on like my coffee table with that gown and just so everyone can see her. I thought it was so gorgeous. And taste is just super sexy, of course. I, you know, I'm all about that. There were no looks I disliked. All the queens brought it and it was totally their personalities. Yeah. And I really, I really enjoyed Bimini's. First off, I love how Bimini is doing her like hairstyles, like Punk especially rock. post-COVID. <laughs> Um, break like I feel like she's just coming out here looking like Madonna or something and then like too she has like the violet tchotchke like waist going on <laughs> so that was cool she just looked like a badass bride to be honest this is Buffy the vampire slayer goes to prom without kicking anyone's ass mm-hmm. they've really nailed that like beautiful like 90s glowy makeup look as well I was obs- like I'm just obsessed with the face like yes. so good. any makeup that they do I'm just like oh how do you do that teach me your ways um, <laughs> but I think Ellie's was probably my favorite it just like that's it just screamed eleganza to mm. me I think like Lawrence and like again might be a bit controversial I was a little bit disappointed with it I just didn't like I feel like it just didn't scream I'm in the final and this is eleganza I feel like just a few more sequins maybe yeah a little more sparkle we like the drag race nod with the checker flag but yeah yeah, just a pinch more yeah Yeah. I see see it because I liked it too but yeah I kind of agree with you it's not what you would typically see like in a finale this is I'm here I made it type look (laughs) yeah definitely I with um I mean Ellie yeah I think my my top favorite runway Bimini second would be I think Ellie Diamond as far as the nice looks (laughs) I mean with that that look was just so beautiful like it's like in her palette that you associate with Ellie Diamond it's uh you know especially after you know with that nice dress and um her reference to Wizard of Oz and after her her little you know snafu with the uh running order for the comedy like she really is giving us glinda the good bitch so (laughs) yes so yeah i liked hers a lot um lawrence yeah lawrence's look was like beautiful like purple very much suits her very well um but like you said like it didn't scream like finale to me so i don't know it was a little bit confusing like where how to place her look in this lineup and then with uh, with Tacey, yeah, it was just um, I mean, it was OK. I mean, it's a good look. It just didn't it didn't seem it didn't scream. I mean, I think maybe taste was sort of on the level with Lawrence because, yeah. I mean, really, it was like a bodysuit with um, like feathers hanging off of it with ostrich feathers. Yeah. And you have to go back to Michelle's note. It's um, it's not the most elevated thing. But we have to, as a viewer and as somebody who's studied drag, you know, doing this podcast, it's not always about who has the shiniest things. And at the end of the day, these girls brought out looks that were them. And that purple on Lawrence, yes. Oh, my gosh. 
gorgeous. I'm team plum purple over lavender. So I'm always into those moments and taste. It was just kind of like a bodysuit, but there were embellishments. It was very them. And we have to remember, like they are on a competition show and the judges are going to do what they do, but it's not always about who has the most sparkliest things, most expensive things. Yes, definitely. And just before we move on quickly, I just was wondering if there were any of the eliminated runway looks that you thought were especially nice. <gasps> Cherry Valentine. Cherry. Look, yes. yes. Okay. That's who I was going to say, too. <laughs> I listen. I still think that bitch is part of the Volturi um, Twilight. Go watch it if you haven't yet. Um, <laughs> I was here for that look. I think Joe's look was really nice as well with the um, the red with the like sort of like ship sort of headpiece i don't know it was great that was fun to look at I mean, joe always has good looks i still don't understand how joe like gets eliminated for having the best looks but okay <laughs> no, yeah. comment. no comment no okay. comment what did you think about the veronica set what, what did oh you say? i loved veronica's look her like sailor her moon COVID right? superhero COVID, she was like COVID thing, maybe. I don't know. Was it? I feel like she was doing like Jupiter Moon from the cartoon. The only thing she was missing was like the little ascot, but I'm not sure. I haven't seen Veronica come out and say she was doing Sailor Moon, but that's where my mind I immediately did, went. I did like it though, even if it's just a superhero or whatever. I thought it was cool. Yeah, Veronica's cute. Like she just has so much energy. And so she's sort of like bouncing all over the stage and stuff. I don't know. I, I think I, I she was it just lot. buzzing to be back. I think she was like, I'm just back. I'm healthy. I'm fine. I'm like, That's I'm right. here, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. And didn't, um, didn't recently Veronica just like came back to Twitter and they're like, she was like, oh, I just woken up from the longest slumber or something like that. <laughs> and, uh, and it's like, and everyone was like, well, I hope you had fun filming season three. <laughs> <laughs> that was funny. Yeah. So then the girls, they give advice to their younger selves. And I thought that that was, you know, of course, usually a pretty touching moment. These pictures were just like sending me over the edge. The, the pictures of all the queens, whenever they do this on the show, it's just always so fun to see people's baby selves. And I was just cracking up at every every single one of them. Ellie was at so Lawrence's. cute. <laughs> Lawrence, oh my gosh, that hair hat they had on. Like, <laughs> I'm so jealous of that hair. <laughs> Lawrence has not changed at all. He looks exactly the same in the face as yes. well. Like, it's he's so cute. Like, I just, I feel like as well, there's just that specific, like, bowl cut haircut as well. Like, every boy had in the 90s thousands like everyone had that haircut at one point uh, i loved oh um i loved uh tases too just with the that way the wig. or the wig yeah, yeah. <laughs> she's like oh yeah i got that from the neighbor i wore that all the time <laughs> <laughs> felt like um, Rue as well was like poke and taste being like so tell us your trauma tell us your trauma and she was like oh I had a great time I was out <laughs> I just was like in my little bandana skirt I had the best time ever and it was like you're not giving us what we wanted we're moving you on know. <laughs> yeah. you're so right Sophie I felt that energy tell us about when they called you a homo <laughs> like <laughs> like, like nobody did that. nobody did I had a great time <laughs> sorry Rue not giving you that story yeah um <laughs> So then Rue asked the girls why they should be the next drag superstar. And this is like the moment that I would like to fangirl over Lawrence Cheney because I think this is the moment that Lawrence won the competition. Lawrence just gave such a passionate reason why that she should be the winner. And it's something that I very much relate to as well because I really like what you were saying, Sophie, earlier is that um, you know, I find myself uh, seeing, I see a lot of myself in Lawrence. And I think, you know, where Lawrence is, um, you know, was like, you know, in the, in the Tic Tac meeting was like, oh, well, I just learned to be the fat bastard, like that everybody wanted me to be. And so I kind of feel like I relate to that. And it's like, you know, that's kind of why I feel like I lean towards being like, like lead towards humor and trying like in dark humor and like, as a way to like express or even sometimes to shield myself and things like that. So mm -hmm. um, I definitely reckon, you know, recognize a lot of myself in Lawrence and have since the beginning of the competition with the stories that Lawrence told earlier. I don't know. I just was like, after Lawrence's speech, I was like, she's going to win. Yeah. I felt that too, actually, because like, although I was rooting for Bimini, I thought Bimini's answer was kind of weak a little bit. Like it was more just like, yeah, I'm, I'm, I made it here and I did a really good job and I just want to make everyone proud. But 
I just didn't feel the emotion from Bimini that I was expecting, I guess. Whereas like Lawrence really gave like a well thought out answer and I felt like was more prepared to say like what um, they wanted to do. So I don't know. It just, it felt like with Bimini, the passion wasn't there, which it was probably just, I don't know, maybe editing or something, but it just didn't feel the same. Well, I think she showed a little bit more passion in the Tic Tac lunch. Like that's, I think where we saw the passion from Bimini, but we needed to see it like here on the runway. Yeah. And that's the tricky part about this competition because what the Queens gave us, it's all very much them in this moment. And I can't begin to imagine what's going through their heads. Like we all know the answers we would give, but this is the time to like Rue said, toot your horn, like, tell me why you deserve this crown. And I think Lawrence did that. I would have been happy with any of the Queens, um, the top three taking the crown. I think Ellie did a good job, but I just didn't see her winning. I think that she fought really, really well. I didn't see her going to the top, top, but this is the moment. So I, I totally agree. Like Lawrence just, she gave the judges what they needed to put that final pin in the decision. And I don't think it's a missed opportunity from the other Queens. It's just kind of one of those, it's one of those things where you learn to not be like myself. You can't be just too chill all the time. Sometimes you have to speak up and say what's on your heart and what you're feeling. And you can only play it so like blase or casual for so long. Not saying that's what they did, but that's just how it felt. Like we could have had a little more bimini and taste as well because not everything is funny, funny, like show Rue that serious side because that's what Rue wants. (laughs) But also it's helping you connect to your fan base. Yeah, I I honestly think that Taste was just like, I'm just happy to be here. Like she knew she wasn't going to win. So that's kind of like the energy I got from her message. I felt that too. You know, I did. I did. I don't know. What about you, Sophie? What did you think of these speeches? Yeah, I think that too. I think Taste maybe Ellie to a certain extent as well they were just like we, we know <laughs> it's I think it's been a two-horse race between you know Lawrence and, and Bimini I think especially since um they came back after the break um but yeah I think you're probably right I think you know after the tic-tac speech after the tic-tac um meal <laughs> um, I, was, I was like um you know maybe Bimini, I think maybe Bimini's got this like you know that passion was there but I think yeah right up and after that speech I was like I think Lawrence has just pipped it like and I think you know like what you were saying earlier about you know the you can just hear the passion that they've got for Scotland and just you know they've talked so much about the the impact that just having two drag queens from Scotland in the final, like just mm-hmm. the impact that's going to have on drag in Scotland as well. Um, but just then having a winner, like, you know, drag queens, they were saying like get paid like 15 pound a gig or something like that, which is just ridiculous. Um, so this is, it's, it's just going to have such an impact. Um, so yeah, I think that's, you could really hear that come across Um so yeah, I think you could just feel it in that moment. You just knew it was like, yeah, okay. <laughs> the Rupiter badges as earrings were a nice touch too. Yeah, yes. I like that. I like that a lot. I would wear the hell out of them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was super fierce. <laughs> so then uh, we do find out that the top three are Lawrence, Bimini, and Taze. So uh, bye, Ellie. <laughs> Seriously, good job, Ellie, if you're listening or want to come on the show. You did a fabulous job. Yeah, I think Ellie kind of expected it. So she did not seem too upset, which is good. You know, it's, you know, it would, I don't want to see Ellie upset. So, and so I guess this is kind of the top three that we were all thinking was going to happen. I, I think we could have traded out either taste or I think Ellie could have been in the top three too. So then the top three lip sync to I'm Still Standing by Elton John. And oh my God, I just freaked out so much because I love this song. <laughs> it's such a good song. It's and great. What, what a perfect finale song. I like though, I think I think Bimini lost because at the end, like the song was said, I'm still standing and she was on her knees. So she, was not, <laughs> she wasn't still standing. <laughs> she was and doing those like caught up in the moment. <laughs> she was doing those like crazy Russian kicks or whatever they're called. Like my kneecaps yeah. would be dead. Like deceased, bitch. Yeah, I don't, I don't think that necessarily fit in there. But like, also, what are you supposed to do during like a dance break? <laughs> right. Yeah. 
and it's the final <laughs> lip sync. Like now you're gonna throw out all your tricks, and they've already seen your handstand. So <laughs> yeah, like, where's the chair? Give us a chair. I need to do something on a chair. <laughs> <laughs> like you can't death drop to Elton John. <laughs> Yes, we can. <laughs> we did it, Lawrence. <laughs> we did it. Um, so then after the lip sync, you know, this is the their final time to prove to RuPaul who should win. And uh, I thought they were going to eliminate at least one person first, but we just skipped <laughs> to announcing who won the show. Uh, so the winner of Drag Race UK season two is Lawrence Cheney. Oh my God. <laughs> yes, my queen, Prance. Good job, Lawrence. You know, I, I try to, whenever I approach a season of Drag Race, I definitely go off of the report card and making sure like, oh, the judges are giving these people passes for these reasons. And you could even see it in the judging. It's like, you know, even if they don't know the choreo, the crowd, they're coming to see you. And that's a, that's a very good point. And I think that Lawrence has shown us even through starting the competition, the COVID episode, and then post-COVID on the show, this is a queen deserving of the crown. So much growth, emotional, all just all over the spectrum, all kinds of growth from this queen. And what an example for the world, really. Yeah. And really, Lawrence has been so consistent too throughout the competition. Like Bimini, although I do love her, like she did struggle in the beginning and kind of, I think, benefited a lot from the break. I feel like so like with Lawrence, I feel like it's deserved because Lawrence did like she was just consistent the whole time throughout. I mean, there was yeah, there was a little bit of struggling after the break for Lawrence. But, you know, so to me, that just means that that Lawrence and Bimini are sort of like on the same level because I mean, they basically have the same amount of repeater whip badges, the same amount of wins like Lawrence has three. Uh, Bimini has four that does, I mean Bimini doesn't get to win just because she has one more win <laughs> so right it still comes down to that overall performance and I mean like that moment of struggle I mean we saw Lawrence overcome that and that's what we need to see in the people we kind of view as our kings and queens and drag superstars and everyone in between <laughs> definitely and for everyone that is upset that Bimini didn't win now you can just cheer for her to be on all stars you can actually see her on another full season yeah and i also like what seth said earlier go to their youtube tip the queens virtually just support them however you can because bimini taste ellie these queens aren't going anywhere anytime soon nope and, and if they if your queen doesn't win like yeah it kind of sucks but you know you'll probably get to see them again on an all-stars in the future <laughs> yeah and you can say bimini was robbed like for like 20 years so it's all good <laughs> yeah <laughs> Those those Katya stands are still at it. <laughs> yeah, Katya stands don't stop. <laughs> you can no, claim don't. that moral superiority over all of us Cheney stands. That's fine. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever. Guess who still has the crown? Bye. <laughs> um, but yes, I guess at this point, this is actually the first time we've ever had a guest on a finale to see the crowning of the Fantasy League. So this will be fun. <gasps> so exciting. <laughs> yes stony why don't you let us know how the the points turned out after this episode and we'll crown somebody yeah so everyone knows that i was in last place <laughs> and i had no one left on the, <laughs> on the team so I'm, I'm in third place with 190 points you um, tried girl good job yeah and then so LED was eliminated so that means that the top three points went to seth basically or he got two queens in the top three yeah. and jamal only had one so that means seth wins with 475 <gasps> points who me <laughs> congratulations queen it was close for a minute there i was really nervous when jamal started to make that comeback <laughs> I mean, uh, you guys were basically tied. It all came down to who won the season, basically. <laughs> it did. That's why I was like, yes, not only do I get to see my favorite <laughs> person win, my favorite queen win, I also get to win. <laughs> Lawrence That's and I have fabulous. the same story arc this season. <laughs> hey, I'm not a sore loser. For an added bonus, I will volunteer as tribute to buy Seth a Lawrence Cheney t-shirt. Ooh. Ooh. Well, I thought you were going to say 
I'm not worried about being a loser because I'm going to win season 13. <laughs> oh, well, there's that too. You know, I have a way of picking them. <laughs> I was like, there's literally like no way Javalt's going to lose the fantasy league for season 13. <laughs> Never mind. I was going to be even I'm not going to do that. We'll save that for tomorrow. <laughs> That's right. Yep. <laughs> Well, very cool. Um, thanks again for coming on the show, Sophie. I hope you had a good time. We loved having you. Oh, thank you so much for having us. I literally have had the best time. It's been great. Do you want to yes. tell the people where we can find you and all your fierce makeup and things happening online? Oh, yeah. Um, so I have a makeup page on Instagram um, that I started in January after getting really wine drunk on New Year's Eve and just being like... <laughs> I've wanted to do this for a long time and fuck it, I'm going to do it. <laughs> um, so if you want to find us on there, um, I am at Sophie Serves Face. I did a, um, a drag race series not that long ago where I recreated some of my favorite queens. Um, so you can go have a look on there. But um, I'm also on Twitter at Smug Moonface as well. If you want to interact with us on there, I'm really probably too active on Twitter, but I just love it so much. I just, I love memes. So <laughs> yeah, I'm active on there all the time. <laughs> Twitter is the spot. So um, listeners, check the show notes. We'll be sure to link to Ellie's pages where you can see all, of, I mean, Sophie. It's the Sophie, it's the L-E, it's all the E's. <laughs> <laughs> Sophie serves face and on Twitter. We'll make sure you can find them and get into all these looks because it's nothing to be played with and you might learn a thing or two. <laughs> all right. Well, everyone go check out Sophie's uh, Instagram or Twitter. Make sure you go show some love. Like I said with Beth, you know, if you want to have a new friend over there in the UK, maybe if Sophie's okay with it, you can, you know, tweet her and um, you guys can become friends. <laughs> more than okay with it i'm always up for new pals <laughs> yes all right well thanks everyone for a really fun season for you the second season of rupaul's drag race uk you know we've honestly had the best time covering the season it's you know we've said it for 10 weeks now <laughs> <laughs> that UK is like our favorite um, franchise of the drag race fandom right now. And um, we definitely are looking forward to season three, which is apparently just wrapped. So it should be coming soon. Yes, Queens. And be sure to tweet us as well. If you're interested in um, joining the show to be a guest and Sophie, we'd love to have you on again down the road. So it's been a fun day and a fabulous season. Definitely. We definitely have a couple more people that we're looking to rotate onto the show as well. So season three, we're going to be getting all the, the remaining people, plus hopefully getting Sophie and uh, Beth back on the show. You're yes, going to be drowning in that British culture, hun. We're ready. <laughs> man. We're loving it. It's been honestly so fun having you and Beth on the show because it really gives us another insight. And it's it's really fun to just have a, a British person on here that knows what they're talking about, like unlike us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I'll be fluent by the end of season three. Don't you worry. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> I'm working on my citizenship each season. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll be back tomorrow with season 13, another episode. And girl, there was a lot of tomfoolery. So I'm sure tomorrow's episode is going to be fire. So make sure you bring your fire hydrants and such. Yeah. Drink your water because we might wear you out and I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm not apologizing. I said what I said. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you all. But until then, bye. 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 bye.